1: have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in,
0: in control. Frank, candid, and straight to the point.
1: Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of adjustment. But, but answer there, my and question, and though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits what a homicide and kills people, up, nah, a, a uh, uh, a, uh, 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 <laughs> if you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, They can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house.
0: This is the truth of the afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth and The Truth app. Now, he's the mayor of the city
1: of Milwaukee. He's a young man, give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the common council president The Common Council.
0: Show me now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio in Milwaukee. Here is Dr. Ken Harris.
1: You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. We're live from the American Family Insurance Studio at Radio City. You can check out this broadcast live on LinkedIn and on YouTube. So you can like find it and check it out and go from there. So I've been thinking again. I have five things I want to share with you about you and it's based on something I went through recently and I wanted to let people know what I thought about it all right so number one one of the most important things you need to do is to pick your battles not everything is worth fighting over Not everything is worth fighting about. Not everything or anyone is worth major disruptions in your life. So that's number one. Number two, if you want to be successful, you're going to have to create your own network, right? You're going to have to find, like, if, if, you're, if you're just first out of school, if you just graduated from high school, right? Eventually, you're going to have to do things like pay taxes. Eventually, you're going to have to do things like get a job, buy a house, buy a car. And you want to have people in your network that are going to be able to assist you. And so one way to do that is to create your network. Find somebody that does taxes, preferably a CPA who's on the cheaper side for people who are just doing it so that you can start to get an understanding of what it takes. So as you grow, maybe start your own business, you know, have a friend who graduated from law school who's new. That could be your lawyer that you can kind of, you know, have them on your side. Find somebody that does investments. My suggestion is find someone that can do an investment plan. Who can then teach you and coach you on how to use the plan, put the plan in motion, um, where to invest, how to learn about stocks and bonds and mutual funds and insurance and all that stuff. Right. The financial industry. Those are like the three people. Then you need somebody that's just there. Right somebody you need about 3 or 4 people you meet with at least 3 times a year just to kind of see if you're on the right track and seeing what you're doing number 3 you need to keep your word if you say you're going to be somewhere be there if you say you're not going to be there don't show up later you know be on time those types of things just keep your word number 4 one other thing you have this is something to remember now some of the other things is something you have to do pick your battles Uh, create your own network, keep your word. But these things I want you to think about, right? They're more intellectual. Number one, number four, can't count, public school, math. Um, Number four, no one looks like what they've been through. Don't forget that. Just because you see the homeless person on the street, they might be a millionaire. Just because you see the person in a shirt tie jacket driving a nice car doesn't mean they spend some time in jail. On average, number four, no one looks like what they've been through. I don't look like I grew up on welfare, but I did. I don't look like I came from a single parent home, but I did. I don't look like I had to go through the issues of not having a father and mother put me in Boy Scout. I don't look like I went through that. Why is that? Because no one looks like what they've been through. And then number five, you never know how close you are to victory. So how do I get all this stuff done? How do I figure out how to get to the end, right? That winning goal. Because remember, you can change plans, but you can't change your goal. If you're trying to make a million dollars, there are multiple plans on how to make a million dollars. Changing your plan doesn't mean you change your goal. You just go about it in a different way. But in order to do those things, right? You have to speak a word actually over yourself. Like you have to talk to yourself. You have to plan for yourself. You have to tell yourself, this is what my goal is. This is what I'm going to do. Speak that word over you. I am going to be, I will be, I am a. You also have to speak victory during the test because getting to your goal your plan may take you up on a path that you may not necessarily have a good time on but in the end if you reach your goal that's all that matters. You have to speak victory during the test. I remember when I was working on my PhD and you get to a point when you're working on a PhD where you're doing original research where there is nothing else to do, no one else can do it, there is nowhere else to go but to sit down And write. And I remember at the time, this is 2009, 2010, the Starbucks on Highway 100 south of Blue Mound was the only Starbucks that was open until 4 a.m. It closed for an hour, it opened back up at 5. I remember writing during those last days before my paper was due to my committee. I literally went there. I took vacation off of the Milwaukee Police Department, went on vacation, and took like four days of—I'll let you figure it out—the three S's, and actually, you know what that is do you? you know that you know you know that okay, and actually worked at that Starbucks. Like which one was open this hour, I would go there. And they because I didn't want to sit in the same one hours, cause they'd be like, what's wrong with him? Is he homeless? What wrong with it? And so and so I went to different Starbucks until I finished my paper. Because nobody can do it but you. If you don't finish writing, you're it. But during that test, I had to speak victory. I had to write as if I was already done and I'm already in in my defense and getting it done. I also had to pat myself on the back. Ain't nobody else going to pat you on the back. But perhaps one of the most excruciating things was that you had to take the journey alone. Your life is your journey. Whether you're married, not married, house full of kids or not, your journey, you have to take it alone. That's the only way you're going to make it. And going through those things in life, looking back, having the experience, having the knowledge, having the intellect. Somebody asked me a question today in a class. They said, would you? I, I said something to them, and they, they of course, being a you know generation or two less than me, oh, you're just a hater. And I said, well, why am I a hater? Well, because I'm younger than you. And I said, I wouldn't want to be your age. Would you want to be your age or would you want to be my age with the same intellect and knowledge that you have now? And I said, to be honest with you, no, I wouldn't want to be your age. I would not want to go through growing up from your age, 1920 till now, again, ever in my life. Well, why wouldn't you want to do that? Because the experience I have makes life significantly easier for me. There are things that come easier. Like that thing called a journey. You have to take your journeys alone. People can accompany you, but the journey itself is alone. And in all that, I had to just realize that as you go through life, the only real advice I could give you that I think is sound this week—well, I mean, other than moving out the city of Milwaukee, that because I, I talked about yesterday—but anyway, um, the only sound advice I can give you is remember: sometimes
0: you just have to encourage yourself. And that is Dr. Ken's truth on the new 101.7, The Truth.
1: You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833-212-1017. From the WTMJ Breaking uh, Traffic Center, um, I-43 northbound north of the Market Interchange, just south of Capitol, is 100% completely closed due to a rollover box truck. So we'll be keeping you up to date on that. Again, northbound I-43 north of the Market Interchange, south of Capitol Drive, a box truck rollover, and they're cleaning up the traffic, cleaning up the truck. All lanes are completely closed. And if you're not familiar, that's where it goes down to two lanes. And then the, the third right lane is the exit lane to go to Capitol Eastbound. And you can go to Eastbound or Westbound on, on Capitol. And it's closed. So uh, we'll be keeping you up to date on that. Who was that, that sent that? Wesley, thank you. Uh, wow, great 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 minds. Great minds, think I like. Great minds. Eight three three two one two one zero one seven. Dr. Kent, who was that? Derek said, Dr. Kent, I wish I would have heard your advice that you just gave when I was younger, but maybe I can still make it work. I'm sixty nine now. Maybe I can just make something work. Thank you. Okay, wait a minute, Derek. I'm 62 and I've made a significant number of things work. Matter of fact, I'm making some significant things work now and I'm going to make some significant things work by the end of the year and next year and God willing, many years to come. So if you're alive and breathing and you can hear my voice, that means it's not too late. Do you know who Stephen Hawking is? Grew up, changed his major, <laughs> went into, what, physics and astrophysics and all that stuff. Ended up becoming, did he win a Nobel Peace Prize? I wonder. And, and it, phenomenal. But his body failed him. But his mind didn't. And has made significant contributions to the science community throughout the world. I guess in his case, throughout the universe and the galaxy. I say that, Derek, because if you're African-American, he never won a Nobel Prize. Okay, Um, if you're African-American, you tend to start later in life anyway. They're just things in life that tend to slow us down. Information, knowledge, um, support. But I learned at a young age, especially being the only boy in my family, right? the only male in my family, many things I literally had to do myself. And I had to do it alone. So if you ever have a feeling where you grew up alone, I had that feeling. But that should not stop you. Because eventually I got friends and went to college, got married, all that stuff. But one thing, Derek, that I want you to take out of your vocabulary, I still struggle with it. Probably, try, you got you, you to throw that out. You have to get rid of that. You have to say, I will try to get rid of that. No, you just get rid of it. And it's hard to do. Because habits form. You know, like that public service announcement we have that says Probably. You're going to graduate from college? Probably. What does probably even mean? Like, if you start with probably and try, I can guarantee you will not complete the task. You will not reach your goal. Because your plan is faulty. Your plan is try, and the other part of your plan is probably. You will never complete the goal. 833-212-1017 is the number. Is there something that you've... Try it in your life and you didn't make it only to find out later that it took you in a different path and that was actually where you were supposed to be. Like your you thought your goal was this, your goal ended up being that. Because I could tell you mine. And it was it was a little difficult. And it took me through some things, and I had a lot of self-doubt. But eventually. I realized that there's a time and a place and a reason for everything under the sun. And so now people say, wow, you're so at ease and you're so, well, number one, I'm older than you. I I have more experience, but I'm very clear about what my goal is. And that's the difference. You have to go through the tribulation. You have to go through the trepidation. You have to go through the trip and the fall and the skinning your knee and bumping your elbow and bumping your head and getting into, you know, quote unquote fights, argument. You have to go through that. That is what builds up your fortitude. And that is what gives you the stamina to win. Period. So even at 69, Plan it and do it. Watch this. Derek, live today as if it's your last day. Plan like you're going to live forever because that's what I'm doing. And it served me well all my life. You don't know the day. You don't know the hour. But in order to be ready, I have to put as much into today. So that tomorrow there's a little less to do. Because my time horizon is significantly shorter than disease, so unless something catastrophic happens, then braids gonna be around and gonna be gray, or, are you, or, or do you call them twisties? I don't know what, what, you, what you call your hair. They twist it until they lock, and then they'll be locks again. Ah, okay. So they twisty locks, <laughs> not to be confused with Goldilocks. locks. Okay, but if you but if you get gold tips. Then you'll be Goldilocks. Okay. All right. That was dumb. I know. Eight three three two one two one zero one seven. Is there anything in your life that you have decided um, that you were going to go for and you did it and you didn't? And you ended up doing something different and found out that it was the love of your life, that it was like, wow, this is it. What if I had gone down the road and did something that I shouldn't be doing. You know what I think? I think I would be making a bazillion dollars. And I would probably be so probably, oops, there it is. And I would be so unhappy that I would make everybody around me miserable. And so those are those are the types of things. I want to know in, in your case what. Are you doing today that you didn't have an idea that you would be doing? And it's the most wonderful thing in the world, even though you plan to do something different. And when we come back, I'm going to tell you what mine was. But I want to hear from you first. Eight, three, three, two, one, two, one, zero, one, seven is the number. We're live from the American Family Insurance Studio at Radio City. I'm Dr. Ken Harris. And this is Truth in the Afternoon. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. Wesley said, I used to enjoy working a lot of hard days just to get a bunch of quick cash and then go on vacations, very small ones, but memorable all over the place. And then, like you said, I just figured out after getting married that staying in one spot and getting your family was a lot more fun and rewarding. Yes, it is. And yes, it was like you would you would think that 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 doing stuff and going a lot of places and doing a lot of things is going to make you happy. But it's not like the same crap that's in Milwaukee is in another city. You just don't know the people. And then once you get to know the people, you'll have the same people that will remind you of people you left. And so this this constant need to I want to find what I want. I want to find what I right when it's really sitting right in front of you many times. And so it's, it's, it's an interesting thing in that the fact that you took your time and sat down and looked around and, and added up all the positive things that you have, all the positive things that you overlooked when they were right there in front of you. Oh, that's an interesting one. Um, Talking text line says, I went to college to become an orthopedic surgeon. However, I got sick, medically gaslighted, basically. And given what I consider to be a wastebasket diagnosis, I decided not to become. I decided I don't need a concrete answer. I don't need to have the answer. I'm able to sit in the vague with parent with patience, so I became a psychologist, and I love it. Well, there you go. In my case, I always wanted to be an architect. Growing up, I loved to draw houses. And then growing up, I went to high school, and Chicago vocational and majored in architectural drafting and became, you know, pretty adept at architecture. You know, in citywide um, competitions, like there, there was one at the at the at the university, at the um, Museum of Science and Industry. I ended up winning honorable mention, which is fourth place in the city. Of all the high school, Now, the guy that was the, the bomb, I forget his name. It was an Asian cat that was a senior a year ahead of me. That was an architecture like today. He's probably got a six billion dollar business because he, he was fly. Right. But that's one thing I like to do. Design houses, do the floor plans, you know, the heating plan, the electric, the foundation, the house, the roof, all that. Like I was just weird like that. Went to college, loved it, but I, I just really didn't like it because they had them. And I think I told a story before. They had no windows in the architecture building at the University of Illinois, Chicago. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't even see outside. What am I going to do? So I said, hmm. In the meantime, I started working at the radio station, WUIC, 88.1 FM in Chicago, right? 10 watts, dude. We probably got maybe a couple blocks. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah um, low power radio had more power than we did that's what's up and so we I, I was able to do that and then there was this guy wow ham radio had not put yeah it did um, and we were doing it for a while and then there was this guy that came on who would call us all the time and finally he called and said his name on the air and we put him on the air It was a guy named Tom Joyner and he was at WJPC on the other side of the dial and um, struck up a friendship back then. And that's when I fell in love with radio. But then Chicago was kind of strange. And if you have your own story, give me a call. 833-212-1017. It, Chicago got weird. And then all my friends started like dropping out of school and not doing anything. And, you know. Yes, I'm going to say it. Running around with all the girls. The next thing you know, they was hanging out at somebody's house instead of going to class. And, and, and I looked up and I was out of my three best friends. No, out of my f- one, two, uh, there were four of us. Out of the four of us and then one other cousin, nobody really did anything. This will sound vain. Except me. Dropped out of school, went different places, all that. And so I finally said, you know what, I'm out of here, and transferred to Illinois State. And majored in mass communication radio and never looked back. And worked in it for a minute and then became a cop. Retired, and now here I am. Back in radio. It's all Kyle Wallace's fault. It's all Cherie Harris's fault. But no, I'm just teasing. But but yeah, it 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 got to a point where I reached my goals in life. And once I reached them, I was able to make the adjustment and plan for other things. Then I could plan to start a business. I could plan to go and be on the radio. I could plan to and then and then meet it. And it got a lot easier. Once you got that first one, but that's that, that controversy, that rough ride you have to go through that'll then build the fortitude to do everything else you do in life. It was that one for me, it was welfare, not having a father going through Boy Scouts that gave me the intestinal fortitude to be able to go to college and make it, which gave me the intestinal fortitude to go into radio. And then became an officer. I mean, so everything that I have, I can look back and see very pivotal points, where, if I had not gone through that, I literally would not be where I am today. Eight three three two one two one zero one seven is the number. Black conscience, you're on the new one zero one seven. The truth. How are you, sir?
2: Now it's a self and good health to you, Doc. Yes, sir. So yeah, we shared our experience, you know, I am too from the Chicago land and uh what what changed it for me coming up early eighties, getting ready to graduate from high school, um, a lot of the gang activity and uh the crack epidemic exploded. And though I could maneuver and guide my way through Chicago, right. I I I I was more concerned about my younger siblings that was coming up. That was seeing this as a uh, as getting as a vaccination, but I couldn't let them go down that road mm-hmm. and um uh, moved my aunt to Wisconsin and got back to Chicago, pack it up, Mom. we were going and check out milwaukee um I didn't stay of course i had a Chicago had a hold on me, but eventually got back here in what ninety one and uh, after I got my my younger siblings and my mom up here safely, mm-hmm. I, uh, due to a bad fire, burnt everything I know, I was glad I was there because I was able to help my aunt and my cousin who had an infant child at that time that was caught up in this real bad fire. And uh, that's when I gave Milwaukee a chance. And what sold me on Milwaukee, believe it or not, hearing birds sing in the morning.
1: Yeah. Yep.
2: Just hearing the birds sing, and, yep. and, and, and that was the most beautiful sound over gunshots, sirens, screams, cursing, cars, uh, living off that Dan of Ryan, and it was just a pleasant <laughs> yeah, day. And I fell dude. in love with
1: it. Yes, sir. I fell in
2: love with it. Yeah. But I want to switch it up a bit because I've been following this this topic here, and I know you guys are advertising him on the show. How are you guys going to maneuver through this uh, through this fraudulent uh, welfare scheme with Brett Favre?
1: You mean Brett Favre?
2: Brett Favre,
1: I said it right. Brett Favre. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that would be something I mean, management a, would it's, handle. It's, I mean that that well, that's management not...
2: need to jump on it because we no. don't need that associated with us. Hey, okay. And it's becoming a re- they're making a really lot of noise around that. Right. I mean, the more the more they dig into it, the more he orchestrated okay. some fraud. And well, that was money that was meant oh, to help on. those people. Okay.
1: Okay. But but here's the thing: Mississippi hasn't charged them with a crime. Yet. The well, the money got paid back, if I'm not mistaken. So yeah, but that ain't silencing the noise. Well, the noise is the noise, right? The noise is the noise. Well, what the, can you do? But the, so but the noise
2: so, will lead to some. So when mm-hmm. a
1: person is, is found to be wrong and they say, yes, you're right, I'm wrong, and then they make amends, aren't you doing to him what they say, what other people say they do to black men once they get out of prison? They still hold what they did against them? He didn't go to prison. So he he wasn't charged, me- but he still paid it back. Okay. Uh, we don't get that luxury. But we're not talking about that. And you're, you're absolutely right. But we can only work with the facts we have. And the fact is, he paid it back. They didn't prosecute him. And did he not get prosecuted because he was Brett Favre? I'm pretty sure. But I don't know for sure. So I, that's just speculation. In the end, well, he was not found. We, culpable. we, of course, no, so,
2: of, of course, none of us know. I'm just going off reports that's coming out. More and more are being released that he orchestrated. He had some, uh, some hands on with it, and uh, he was concerned about. It, so he knew he was doing something wrong. And I mean, you know, I, I, I. I only reason why I bring this up because I'm constantly hearing this uh, uh, commercial with him being promoted. Through a wonderful station that I think
1: brings the truth, mm-hmm. but I don't know if we want to ignore that. We'll ignore it when he's convicted of something. We'll okay, ignore it you. when when he is in jail, just like anybody. Okay, gotcha. If black conscience, I that, that's, that, that's all I'm saying.
2: Yeah, I follow you on that, and, and you know, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, right now he wasn't charged. That's correct. I don't for whatever reason one because everybody else was well, the governor wasn't charged either, so.
1: All right. Any, anything else to add? Uh,
2: no, that's just my thoughts for the day, my brother. Peace to you. Peace to D.C. And I love the station, man. All right. It's appreciate good to call you. when you can reach someone and talk to them. But, yes.
0: All Be right. Blessed. Take care. All right. You too. This is The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com.
1: You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833-212-1017. I want to say thank you to Black Conscience for always giving me a riveting and intelligent conversation. And, and before the break, we were t- just talking about things that we have to go through in order to create and become what God wanted us to be. But there was also some talk from black conscience about Brett Favre. And um while I know there are disparities, I know that there are disparities in how we're treated, how we're looked at. Um there are even disparities between black and white football players who have the same position, basketball players, right? So I understand that. That's unfair, that's inequitable, but that's life. Just like the who was it, the team owner that had the racist rant or whatever, and then they, like, you're suspended for a year. you know. And then somebody said, well, you know, uh, they don't have the same rights as as other people, like people that play in a league. Oh, yeah, they they have more money and they're billionaires, so they get to do what they want to do and say what they want to say. But people need to understand, you can't take a team from somebody. They own the team. They can vote to probably remove this... Probably they could vote to remove this person from their, you know, from being in the NFL or NBA or whatever. But in the meantime, those are the inequities that we have to deal with. We really have to encourage ourselves. We can't look for mayors and common council members and county board somebodies. And we can't wait for that. We have to encourage ourselves. We have to take care of our families and take care of our homes and take care. It's it. We we really have to do that. Somebody on talking text line said, no, he only gave back 1.1. Okay. But at least we know now. And should that stop you from having a livelihood? Should that stop you from being able to earn a living because someone said you did something? And you admitted doing it and now you're making restitution? Like How many times do I hit you over the head with it? So we'll let that play out in the court, even though we have the um, Court of Public Appeal of, of, of public opinion. But um, we'll just have to deal with that. Um, Derek said, you know, Dr. Ken, I'm not mad at my parents, but I realized that they were going through their own problems and we didn't get all that we needed to make it in this world. And my brothers and sisters had to find their own way. But I still love mother and father very much. That is, I believe, true about every family. There's always something that somebody doesn't um, give you. Like in, in my case, it was like money. I didn't learn about really financial planning till I was about, let me think. 26, 27 years old. That's when I really, really took a keen look at what do I need to do and how do I position myself and how do I save in order to be able to buy a house, in order to be able to buy a car, in order to be able to that, that type of thing. Right. I hate to say it. But you don't do it. And. You'll only change when you're sick and tired of being sick and tired. And it's unfortunate, but that's the way life is wired. Now I'm not wired that way. If I get an inkling that I think something's not going to be, then I start working towards for it not to happen. When I was younger, it used to happen, and then I used to have to figure out a way to fix it. Now I just, oh, that's going to happen? That's what ha- Like right now, today, perfect example. If you heard what's happening in the markets, and if you heard what's happening with investments, you know, on average, next week, the Fed will probably raise the interest rate 100 basis points, which means one full point. That means any loan you got that was variable, right, just went up one point. Possibly. Just giving you an example. That means... That on top of inflation being 8.3, 8.4% this month, it could easily be 9. Just like that. And I'm, and I'm being very loose with the the economics of it because I'm trying to explain something basic. And economics is not my bailiwick. But it's going to get tougher. And they expect this to be around for the next for the next, I don't know, three, four years. And so what people don't recognize is what we're going through right now is a persistent high inflation combined with high unemployment and stagnant demand in a country's economy. And so we... We have a slow, we have slow growth in the economy, regardless of what people think is, is unemployment is high, but we actually have the opposite where nobody's working. So basically, you know, 11 and half million people still don't have jobs and those are low paying jobs, but then the prices are rising. So people used to think, oh, that's, that's, that's impossible. You could never have that. And then all of a sudden in the 1970s, we got stagflation. We had a slow economy, prices went up, and then people lost their jobs. We've got layoffs that are gonna be coming, and that means we're gonna be having a tough time in the next three, maybe four years. What are we gonna do? And see, I learned that, so by the time it was the 1980s and I graduated from college, I figured out what I watched other people go through what I watch other people struggle through, thank God we didn't have a car. Thank God we didn't have a house because we would have lost everything. So now, if you're able to save, if you're able to know those types of things happen, pay off debt, do those types of things. Now, you know, you can actually set yourself up to win. But that only came with experience. All the knowledge in the world was still sitting there, but I didn't know. My mother didn't know. She didn't teach me. I had to learn it myself. I still love my parents, even though there's a lot that they didn't give me. They got me where I was so that I could make it. And that's the only thing I do for my children. Be better than what we were. Do better than I did. That's all. If you make one dollar more than me, you got it. But I had to set them up to win, which means I had to think about the fact that there's some things they're going to have that I'm not going to have. I could have it, but then it would stop me from helping them get what they need. So in many cases in my earlier years, I went without so that they could win. And by the way, that was the Phoenix Suns uh, owner. One year suspension. He used the N word every time. Not me and not you, Doctor Ken. We know better. Stop telling people what they should and shouldn't do just because somebody used the n word. Stop. Anyway, um, I don't really care about Brett Favre. Let's move on. Uh, Talking text line. I was a finance major in undergrad. Worked for Dobby for interning for Robert W Baird for three years. Thought. I was on my way to being a broker. 9-11 happened. Baird and Northwestern Mutual had a hiring freeze. Spent three months on my brother's couch, devastated, went back to school. 20 years later, principal at of school. My grandfather and a church founded now living my ministry and love what I do every day, helping future generations craft their future. And you can't do that unless you tripped and fell and know what it looks like. You ever see somebody and you know what that look is, but they don't know what that look is? And you go, hey, are you such and such? And they get this look like, how'd you know? Been there, done that. I got the T-shirt and the overcoat. It, it, you, just, you just know it. And, and that's when you think you want to do one thing. God has something else for you. And sometimes we, you know, we don't want to do it. I'm going to hold on to my own. Forget you. I got this. And sometimes, you know, he got to kind of like, you know, smack you. And then all of a sudden you come around and then realize it's the best thing that's ever happened to you. And it was. Got a couple more talking text lines. Give us a call if you want to chime in. 833-212-1017 is the number. We're live from the American Family Insurance Studio at Radio City. Soon to be the avenue right here. Truth in the afternoon on the new 101.7 The Truth.